What a great choice of a song. Uh, is that song true for you all over the past six months? Have you realized it? I mean, the song we just sang, think about some of the words that we just covered. Uh, is there an amen there at the last part saying, you know, and, and when I talk about the last six months, I mean, what has this year been to you? I mean, what, how, how would you describe uh, with what words what we've gone through in the past six months? Uh, just difficulties? Interrupted? <laughs> or, or there's a lot of words that could come to my mind about the things that we face that we've never faced before. Um, I'm going to, the series that I have, if you, you have the outline or possibly, yeah, Love, Faith, and Pandemic. Now, honestly, over the past several months, during this time, we've dealt with Scripture, walked through books, uh, Daniel, and then Ephesians chapter 6, and talking about being suited up, in, and I believe those were timely. I don't know whether that was for you, but when I look at Daniel, who's in such difficult circumstances, and the faithfulness that he lived, I thought that was an encouragement, a strength, walking through all of Daniel. Uh, Even thinking about end time stuff, because when difficulties happen, where where does your mind go if you're waiting on the Lord? Is it today, Lord? Is that kind of where your mind goes? When you see troubles coming and other things predicted, and oh no, and uh, Jesus, is it soon? And so then we, then we go to the being suited up, and that's where we've been for the past several weeks, has been talking about the armor of God, and, and, and really thinking this through, are we wearing the armor, or those, those items that God has given us? And when I talk about armor, we're talking about righteousness, and, and faith, and salvation, and, and each of those parts of, of the, the armor that, that Paul lays out. But in this series, actually, we're just going to wrap this up uh, the rest of August uh, with this topic of life, faith, and pandemic, because there, there are some various words that, that have come to my mind that I would like to deal with through the scriptures. Uh, one, of, one of those things is the word essential. You know, we, we had the question, you know, and, and things being determined as essential and, and, and you know, what that looks like unprecedented. Boy, that was a word that was overused at the beginning, but it was true. Uh, Another word that I'm going to deal with today is fear. It's not one we hear, but it's just a reality of what we faced. I I would even say beginning March, fear was there. Because, I mean, part of it was, okay, there's a virus and there's sickness and death. And probably the worst part of it was the unknown. And we continue to say, oh, yeah, we're not sure. And they're they bring out all kinds of other things um, that, that we hear often. When, when I thought about the topic of fear, the first passage that came to mind before I went traipsing else other places was out of Matthew chapter 6. Always stick to what comes to your mind first, and then you save a lot of time at jumping around. But, but other passages were good as well. Matthew 6 is, is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Oh, wouldn't it be great to listen to Jesus uh, and, and be able to ask all your questions, right? I mean, actually sit at the feet of Jesus. Jesus, what's going on? Help us understand. What should we be doing? 
all those questions would be good to ask directly to Jesus, right? Are you with me on that? Uh, well, unfortunately, Jesus is not here, but his word is present before us. And I do believe that even in the circumstances way back when, we could handle and look at today. So the, the passage I want to look at, again, is Matthew chapter 6. It's part of the Sermon on the Mount. And I really want to go to the conclusion for the first time. You know, usually I wait for the grand, you know, the, the message at the end. And boy, here's, a, here's the punch. But I want to be, begin here because I believe that the majority of people I'm talking to are people who know this passage, familiar with its words. And then, then the question is, are we living this? So let me, let me read the passage. It's actually verses 33 and 34, which is the end of chapter 6. Here's what Jesus said in conclusion or towards the end of, of everything he said, which we'll be looking back as we go. But he says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not let worry, uh, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Now listen to this under our circumstances. Each day has trouble of its own. Anybody in agreement with that? Each day has trouble of its own. Just, just give me today. I'll worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's kind of and and so I I believe it's it's his talk about worry that caught my attention. That's why I went to this this passage of scripture. Worry. You know, worry is very intimately tied to fear, anxiety, those things that that seem to creep up and and trouble us every day. And so let me ask you this question. What are you afraid of? What have you been afraid of? over the, Especially within this year and in the past uh, few months, where is your fear? Because I, I believe this is a true statement. That it is possible that your fear could Id identify you. It could, I, I could identify something about you. It's from your fear, it, it could reveal within you what your focus is or, or what you hold to be your greatest priorities or where your priorities lie, what's important to you. And that's where your fears often lies. So this morning, I, I just want to, to, from Matthew 6, where he addresses specifically worry, I think there are two places, two directions, and which is really, you know, clumps it into two categories. One is a fear that comes from the world, a fear that's based upon the world, and, and a godly fear. Okay, so you know the direction I'm going to go in. First of all, I want to deal with this worldly fear. There is a fear that comes from a worldly focus. When our focus, our attention is upon worldly things, there's going to be a fear that, that we have, that we're going to realize in each of our lives. Uh, Jesus addresses worry in this cha chapter 6. And, and worry is, first of all, addressed uh, to earthly treasure. Anybody worry, worry about your earthly treasures, your, your, your belongings and, and things like that? Uh, back in verse 19, he begins there by saying, and, and it is instruction because it says, do not lay up for yourselves uh, treasures here on earth. That's his, his instruction. So, so treasure, treasure is something that, that I, I believe that we uh, have a tendency to do. It's about stuff. You know, and, and it's about, you know, what we have in the bank account, 
what's in our, in our IRA or what, what we're collecting for retirement or, or what, what funds we're building up. You know, we, we are concerned about that. We, we hope it's secure where it is. There are times when you hear on TV about guy trying to sell you gold. This is where, this is where your investments are being. You walk away and say, well, instead of my RRA, should I bid it in gold? Or are you, are you familiar with that? Where should I put my money? You know, and so we worry about those things. Jesus said, don't worry about those things. Don't worry about uh, your treasures. So don't, don't, you know, lay them out here in this world. Uh, another part, he comes in verse 25, he talks about daily uh, daily needs, daily needs. There he says, you know, are, are, do you, why do you worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, ladies? Uh, okay, I worry about what I'm going to wear. I will say that too, especially when Eric and Matthew says, you can't wear light shirts anymore because for the camera, I blend in and it looks like I have a head and no body, you know, something like that anyway. But, but, uh, uh, Jesus said, don't worry about the simple things of everyday life. Why, why are you worrying about those things, is what he says. Why, why do you have fear about those things? Uh, and again, it is because I, I, I believe downhearted, we worry about losing stuff. We worry about losing stuff. We worry about those, those things we have in investments. We worry about our home. We worry about storms. We worry about those things that could take even life away. Sicknesses. Cancer, right? Well, as soon as we hear someone amongst us who has cancer, what, where, where does our heart go? Oh, man, we're going to pray about that. We're going we're gonna, to, oh, man, we feel, and we don't want the C. You know, we don't want cancer. Well, obviously, we don't want a virus that will kill us. There's fear and, and, and those things. I, I also think there's some fears that also come along with, you know, a government that's telling us what to do. I, I've heard that expressed. You know, either, either we're afraid of the virus or we're afraid of the government because who knows the truth? Who do you trust in? Are, are you with me? You feel like we're in shaky ground, especially even in an a election year when you see, I, I don't know, I don't know of a time when I see two parties so hateful towards each other. Are you with me on that? I, I mean, it is... And along with that, probably the whole thing of the unrest and violence that's going on uh, in our world, I don't feel at ease. Do, are you worried about these things? And so we do fear losing stuff. Fear cripples. What is it about fear? Fear definitely cripples. It, it causes us to freeze up. Matter of fact, I looked at psychology today. I'm going to quote psychology today. Psychology today for this reason, because I, I believe this is true. Fears from the past are the causes of many forms of anxiety, aggression, depression, addiction, and illness. I believe that's true. When, when we're ruled by our fears, it affects us physically. It brings out all the other kinds of ailments and, and, and difficulties. And, and depressions and, and, and details like that. I, I have to go on and read because I, it's interesting what it says next. It says, having too many fears and self-doubts. Did you hear that? Having too many fears and self-doubts paralyzes our growth and blocks our lives to the fullest. It's definitely not scripture. Okay, again, psychology today. Which I found it interesting. That means to receive fullness of life... 
I need fewer fears and to be in self-control. Or, or, or not self-doubts, but be, be self-confident. That's it. If I am self-confident and I have less fears, then, oh, wow, I'll, I'll have a full life. And I, I think that's the reverse of that, that verse. But here's a truth. Why I think fears is something that even, even believers uh, need to face is that we don't control anything. <laughs> Isn't that true? Uh, it says about our treasures. What, what did it say about our treasures? Hey, don't, don't store up treasures here on earth. Why? Because moth and rust and, uh, is going to destroy and thieves are going to break in and steal. <laughs> so so what, even though I've got it in an IRA and they said, oh, because it's insured and everything like that. Oh, that, that puts my mind at ease when you listen to, to, to the news close enough. How secure is that? And I don't know. Even even my own stuff, I'm thinking, well, it'll be there if it's there, you know, kind of thing. Uh, what, what about uh, also thinking about about the things of sickness? You know, sickness is going to come and go. I, the the things of protecting this virus, I understand. You know, the wearing a mask and other things. But for years, we've dealt with other viruses and, and, and all kinds of things. And, and even when this one's taken care of, I could promise you one thing. There's going to be more sicknesses that we're going to have to deal with. Isn't that right? There's going to be more sicknesses. And, and there's going to be accidents, car wrecks, and, and, and storms, and, and tragedies. And it's going to happen because that's part of life. And all those things are out of our control. So when it comes to their verse, you know, I don't have enough self-confidence to overcome the things that I cannot control. Ever. 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 <laughs> There's things that I will never be able to overcome. So what do I do with fear? What do I do with fear? Jesus said, don't worry about those things. Matter of fact, each day has got enough trouble of its own. It was that last part of the verse, right? Each day has got enough trouble. Worry, you know, hey, today, you've got today. There's enough trouble in one day. So how do we deal with this? I think it goes back to that previous verse, which we'll read later. But I, I want uh, to move on and think about this. Why is it that we worry about stuff? Because we have no control. Matter of fact, verse 27 says, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to his life? Just, just one hour by worrying. Is it going to stop things? Is it... And, and in some things, well, we think our new technology, but, and we might be able to conquer cancer, maybe even for a while, but still the end result is going to be death, right? There's, there's a final conclusion. Now, I, I, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. I don't want us to be reckless. I don't believe Jesus wants us, oh, go out and jump off mountains and, and do crazy things. I don't think he wants us to be reckless. I think we take precautions that we care. But the whole message of what Jesus is saying, do not be ruled by your fear of things that you can't control. Do not be, do, do not be ruled by your worry. That, that should not be part of your life as a believer. But I think you need to be afraid. Matter of fact, Scripture makes it very clear you ought to be afraid. There is a good and right fear. It's laid out in the Scriptures. There is a good, right fear, and it is this. There is a fear that comes from knowing God. Fear of God. Fear of God. Let me, let me show you just the, this. Well, just, just to begin with, thinking, here he is. He's, he's God. He is the Creator. He put it all together. 
He, he spoke the word and, and, and you know, the earth came in, into existence as well as all the universe from the depths of the sea. You can't go anywhere that hasn't been created by God. And, and so, man, he's powerful. And, and along with that, I always pray, God, I praise you that you're creator, but you're also sustainer. And what does it mean that he sustains? One of the evidence of that is, you know, after the great flood, he said, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to promise never to flood the world again, which had to require his mercy was going to, his mercy was going to be in place. I mean, the, the fact that, that that promise was made, you have breath today. You woke up this morning, you have today. And, and God has not brought his judgment, his condemnation on this world yet because he's a merciful God and he's patient and he has provided for us. Here's, here's the truth. He sustains. Even, even to say that, uh, and if you just think this way in the morning when you, be, you get up, God gave me today. Have you ever seen that today is a gift from God? That, that I... Matter of fact, just to be honest with you, because of my sinfulness, because of your sinfulness, do you really deserve another day? Think about it. Because of rebellion, because of sin, and sinfulness is rebellion, because of your own brokenness, do you, do you deserve another day? And, and the positive news is, well, absolutely not, but because of God's love and mercy, I have today. You have today. And that's good news. You, you, there's this, this message that says, okay, well, God is dangerous. God is dangerous in his glory. I, I, to, to be able to stand before the God and, and, and to be able to, to stand, I, I can't because of his glory. But he is good. Understand, the, the things of this world, he allows, as a matter of fact, he allows us to continue to live in, under this curse of death and sickness and difficulties and frustrations. People are quick to blame God for things that take place, that happen. I, I know that's kind of naturally where we go because, well, we know God's in control of everything. But, but the truth is, God, because of our sinfulness, has given us life, but we also have to continue to contend with death and sickness and those things, and in part in hopes that we begin to realize that it's all out of our control, but God is in control. To know that, that He, the great God who created all things, is in control. He uh, sustains us, as I said. In, in the passage going back to chapter 6, after he says, let's see, okay, why do you worry about what you eat, what you drink, and what you're going to wear? He, he goes and he says, well, let's see, the, the birds of the air, they don't, they don't worry about anything. They don't tarry. They don't, uh, you know, store up in barns or anything like that. But your Father feeds them. Your Father in heaven feeds them. He looks at the flowers of the field. Look how beautiful they are. They're, look how they're adorned. And yet your Father cares more about you. Isn't that true? Uh, that's just absolute truth. If he's going to care for the little and the small things of his creation, how mo much more you? Because it's, it's, it's about you. He said, I'm gonna, we're going to create man in our image. You, you are his uh, copy. You are, you are formed into his image. We are, we are special before God, and he cares for us. 
The Bible tells us to fear God. A couple of verses I want to share. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7 says, Fear the Lord. Uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That was Solomon lo- so long ago. Uh, where, does, where does knowledge, where does truth begin except uh, a fear and respect for the God who created all things? Fear begins there. Or, or, or the fear of the Lord is the beginning of, of truth and knowledge and understanding. Later on, Jesus speaking to his disciples in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Uh, let, let me give you just some background on this. Uh, the disciples by this time are seeing the difficulties that that following after him is going to bring. Matter of fact, later on they're going to see Jesus crucified. And, and what they're about to hear is something they need to hear. Jesus said, do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. D- don't, don't be worried about those who could persecute you, who will take, put you in prison. Don't worry about those who will stone you or to take your life. Do not put your fear in them. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. There is a reason to be fearful of God. Because it's going to be under his judgment that we all will stand. Right? It's it's his judgment. And his judgment will bring condemnation if we stand before him in our own sinfulness. But the goodness of God is this, that he sent his son to die for us. You know the gospel message. This is, the good, this is the amazing goodness of God. Yeah, we have today, we have the opportunity to live. We have the opportunity to serve him and praise him and acknowledge him. We have the opportunity. And through that, through, through the fact that, that God has given us a Savior that, that has brought us to a place of identifying ourselves with him, of being called his children, that's a glorious and grand place to be. In, in relation with God, who's creator of all things. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. What do we need to fear? Where should we place our fear? We are to live our lives with fear, our fear actually focused upon God. What else do we need to fear except for God alone? Uh, again, let me take you back to chapter 6, verse 33, and read that carefully. Here ought to be the focus of those who are pursuing Jesus. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Seek first, make that top priority in your life. His kingdom and his righteousness. Then then everything else, then the the daily needs and and concerns of life, they're going to be dealt with, they're going to be taken care of. Why? Because God loves and cares for you. You're putting your trust and your confidence in him. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What are you afraid of? (laughs) I I wish we could just sit down and say, man, what, what are the things that we're nervous about? And I, I do want to say this. I, I do believe that in a beginnings as a Christian, 
You know, and, and you're learning and you're coming into the knowledge of God. Are there things, worldly concerns? Yeah, it's, it, it's part of growing. Part of growing is beginning to face those fears and understanding that God is going to overcome. So part of it might be, are we, are we just immature yet and still holding on some of the things of this world? Is that a possibility? Or the, thing, the place we ought to be growing towards is this, trusting God. And when things of a virus or things of a, a government that, that's, you know, where you once thought that this foundation was so secure, it begins to shake. And, and, and you watch the news at night and, and you're just shaken by that. The pl- where do you turn? What do you do? I believe the place you turn, I believe the action you take is turn to the God who, who you have your greatest fear in, Right? Who, who is God over all, all the things of this life, uh, who, who rules over any leader and, and definitely rules over that corruption, the, the one thing that no one could overcome, and that is death. He rules. He rules. It's good that he rules because he's good and he provides for us. Worldly fears? Or godly, godly fear. Which one do you choose? And how do you look at the things of life today? I encourage you, pursue the things of God and his word and pursue prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for this day. I praise you for your word always. Lord, there are fears that are presented to us. And even as your word says, you know, things of life is difficult enough not to have to worry about tomorrow. There's difficulties in each day that comes. Lord, the question is, how do we as believers face our fears? How do we look at the troubles that this world is going through and that we ourselves face from time to time? Lord, we pray for a faith that is ever-growing, a trust that is just confident that, that you are God and that you are the God over our circumstances. No matter, even through the difficulties, Lord, we pray to be able to trust and put our confidence in you. God, you're good to us, and we praise you for this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.